We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And we still never heard back from the Freebird guy, did we? Zach. All right, we tried. Like the first time he ever heard Freebird, 40, 50 years after it was made. I watched that video. That YouTube guy. Yeah, it's awesome. We wanted to, Schuster wanted to get him on because it's Schuster's song, and we're playing this song because Schuster's joining us on the Alpamani Ford Hotline. Alpamani Ford, five hundred new and used vehicles to choose from, and we never did they ever call you back, David, because you guys are best buddies faves of each other no he has not called me back you know what i'm doing a show on labor day for six hours maybe we'll get him on that day yeah sure he'll be up for that <laughs> yeah all right saturday suckage is not complete unless our hubcap is here and he's david schuster he's out at wrigley so you have a lineup and maddenisms for us i do let's go through the lineup it's pretty much the same as it's been the last few days Hayward leading off playing center. By the way, Hayward is a leadoff hitter. The Cubs are still looking for a leadoff hitter, to be quite honest, and he hasn't really been producing of late. Uh, Castellanos, who has been producing, he, of course, in right field, followed by Bryant at third, Rizzo at first, Baez at short. Baez has been slumping of late. Schwarber in left, Caratini behind the plate, Kemp at second base. Jose Quintana, who honestly has been the Cubs' best starter over the last month or so, he is on the mound here this afternoon. More Tony Kemp in the starting lineup. I, I like that he makes contact, but uh, he doesn't really get on base too much with that, and yet uh, there he is. I wonder, I wonder why. I guess Ian Happ more flexible to have off the bench, David? Yeah, you know, flexible, maybe defensive replacement late in the game. you got to remember, Matt, they only have three guys on the bench right now because they're yeah. carrying so many pitchers. You know, and, and I would think that Addison Russell could and should get some starts here but they're just saving him, honestly, because of a defensive replacement and, and double switches late in the game. So when you only have three guys on your bench, your manager is fairly handcuffed, of which he is right now. Did you talk to the players about those horrid uniforms that we, we can't decide whether they're, they're sanitarium white or Cali cartel white <laughs> or good humor white? The players, have the ugly. players ripped them the way we have? Oh, yeah. You know, Steve Ciszek called them ugly, and how could you not? They are ugly. Um, although, you know, maybe marketing-wise, who knows, maybe somebody will make a few bucks off it. You know, I was, I was thinking about this yesterday, but Joe Madden, by the way, uh, called them awkward. I mean, he really didn't want to go off too much. because Very he's, diplomatic. He's been, yeah, that was diplomatic on his part, but he did say they're awkward. Um, you know, yesterday at different times, I was thinking, like, what am I looking at? Because when you had the white uniforms and the black uniforms, you know, and maybe I'm showing my age a little bit here, I'm thinking the old spy, uh, spy versus spy in the Mad Magazine. That's what it looked like uh-huh. to me for yes. a while. Good. And, and then, you know, at different times when... Uh, Arizona, excuse me, Arizona, Washington was in the field and they had all those black uniforms. And then you have the three umpires basically wearing the same thing. It looked like Washington had seven infielders out there at different times during the game yesterday. So, yeah, they're ugly as sin. And uh, I don't know who designed all these things, but that was a major boo-boo. <laughs> major boo-boo. 
<laughs> that's, is that a guy from Wani's Army? <laughs> for, for all of you old timers. All right, so um, we were discussing earlier that the back of John, or the front of uh, John Lester's baseball reference page on the splits will tell you that he always sucks in August. John Lester was wrong. It's not that he pitches better uh, eventually at this time of year because he's got a 420 ERA in August and his career in a 29. ERA in September, October, so he's going to be their game one starter. It's just the way things work. Uh, I don't know what else he was grasping at, but was there any any follow up today after that miserable performance or that? Bad no, not really so much on him. I mean, obviously he bared his soul uh, again, and that's one thing I will give John Lester credit for. When he sucks, I mean he he doesn't hide it; he admits it, and he did so yesterday. You think he's their game one starter if they get into the playoffs and they're able to set their rotation? That's what you think? Yes, because he'll he, he will be pitching differently in September because he always does. I'm going. I'm basing that pro, that on the probability that he pitches to his baseball card. Well, first of all, they got to get in. That's number one. They either as a divisional winner or as a wild card. And, and listen, if it's going to go down to the wire, they might not be able to set their rotation. Right. Like, you know, hopefully like the Dodgers are setting their rotation already. The Braves, the Yankees, those teams can already set their rotations. The Cubs, who knows if they get in, they might have to wait until literally the last day of the season. So they might not be able to set anything. I'm not so sure. Well, obviously you have to wait and see what happens in September uh, before you decide who your game one starts. Is but the way he's pitching right now, no, I don't think he's your game one starter at all. You know, this morning uh, Bruce Levine threw that at me, and it's it's sort of embarrassing to even have the conversation. What are they a half game back of the Cardinals right now? In, yes, uh, in, seems, in the National League Central, seems like ten miles. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But but how how about this? Um, a one gamer, if asked today, right now, you got to throw a one gamer at Washington against these Nationals. Who is it? For me, oh, well, again, Quintana's pitching your best right now, and you know maybe I have a better answer after today's game, but I, I don't know. I just have supreme confidence in Kyle Hendricks, personally, uh, and I, I can still remember that game six, the NLCS, when he beat the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw that yeah. night. That was one of the best games that I can recall in person seeing a pitcher pitch. He was so good that night. I just personally have confidence in him coming up big in the games. Now, unfortunately, Joe Madden, even when he has confidence in Kyle Hendricks, he doesn't seem to let him go very deep into games other than that one individual night. We remember in the World Series, he pulled him rather quickly in the seventh game also. Um, so I don't, you know, or sixth game, whatever game it was. But, you know, I, I just don't know right now. It, it, the, the question is up in the air, but if you're asking me personally, I like Kyle Hendricks the best. I'm with you and my idea, my thinking, because the problem is if you give Joe that time to think and plan he'll go okay Kyle's going to go four and then Jose's going to come in and pitch the fifth inning on he's going to do something like that where he will invariably stick to it instead of managing the game that was there the way game seven was there when he forced John Lester into the game into a dirty inning and that's what I don't want to see if you're talking about the one game scenario that was tomorrow against Washington but I'm with you on the Hendricks thing at this point. Speaking of Washington, and I don't know if you guys will agree with me or not on this, I really like the way the Nationals, obviously, they're playing. I mean, listen, this team was dead. I mean, dead uh, the 1st of June. And, and Davey Martinez, who looked like a dead man walking at that point, you know, right now is the second-half manager of the year for what little that, you know, that 
you know, dubious thing might be, you know, along with the guy in New York with the Mets. But Washington right now is a team that will be reckoned with in the postseason. Right now they're the wild card leader, I do believe. Yes. They have really good starting pitching. And what I really like about Washington, and I wish the Cubs would do something like this, I wish all baseball teams would do this, is have more speed in their lineup. They basically have three leadoff guys throughout their lineup. I mean, Trey Turner is outstanding at shortstop. Adam Eaton, you can say what you want about him, but he gets on base and he's got speed. And then further down in the lineup, you have Robles in center field who also have speed. And that's something that I've been barking about here with the Cubs for a couple of years, and, mm-hmm. and maybe in this offseason they'll figure it out. But I think that teams that have speed really have an advantage. I mean, they have enough power, and of course they have the starting pitching. Their bullpen is their Achilles heel. But Washington, the way they've been playing, if they go into the postseason like this, you never know. They could knock somebody off. And some of those guys you mentioned, I mean, Eaton and Trey Turner, each of them with you know under 15 home runs, but they both have on-base percentages over 350. Howie mm-hmm. Kendrick has a 376 on-base percentage, and then they have their bopper and Soto and Rendon, who each have almost 30 homers, and they each have an on-base percentage over 400. So they have what you call diversification of the lineup, different kinds of guys who get on base different kinds of ways. Isn't that fun? Balance. And, you know, one of the things that that Washington got was healthy. Their key guys got healthy. When all that talk about, and I think it was the Cubs were in Washington at the time, and there was talk about David Martinez getting fired and how can Mike Rizzo go on like this. And That's the last time they won a road series um, before this uh, one against yes. Pittsburgh, May 17th through they May 19th. They required a neutral site game. Yeah. In a li- hey, by the way, David, you've been down there the last couple of days. We go to David Schuster down on the field. We don't forget David Schuster. Um, how's, the, how's the glory of that season-defining win feeling now? Which one are we talking about? Well, the old, there's only apparently been only one season-defining win. It was oh, that was, it the, was one the, the other the day one, when, when five what? hits ago. There was the okay. win five <laughs> hits ago is what it was. Yeah, well, they won one of the two games, even in spite of only having three hits in that game the uh-huh. other day that you're talking about. Um, Listen, in a in a long season, I think you can bring that up. A lot of season defining wins. I mean, that was a big win the other night. Obviously, when Bryant hit the home run in the eighth inning, we heard Zach's call of it coming into this segment. Um, but you know, it, it always depends on your starting pitching. You're only as good as your starting pitching. And then John Lester had a clunker, obviously yesterday. So whatever momentum they had in the five games that they won in a row sort of dissipates when you have a clunker like Lester threw out yesterday. I don't know who was there yesterday sitting in a section right behind the plate. I was there in the ballpark and I was walking through and I saw several, several men wearing earpieces and black suits sitting around that section. And then there was somebody in the middle and another guy with an earpiece and a black suit in the middle. So I don't know if there was Secret, Secret Service, Service? Either Secret Service or like a team of bodyguards for anybody. Did you catch wind of anybody special in the ballpark yesterday, David? No, actually I didn't. I was going to say maybe it was uh, the people who designed these goofy uniforms. Short of that, I have no idea who those people were. Were they targeted? Was there somebody put together a <laughs> send a letter with cutout magazine letters? <laughs> send anthrax to yeah. the Players Weekend designer? All right, David, you see any movies? Wrong with you? Yeah, well, since I haven't been on for a while, yeah, I saw a couple. Um, saw Hobbs and Shaw, you know, the spinoff of The Fast and Furious. You know, it's it's actually a dumbed-down movie. Um, you know, uh, uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson, boy, this guy must be worth a gazillion dollars because he's in so many movies and they all make money, so he must, you know, command 
a huge contract for every movie he does. He and Jason Statham were in this movie. Again, it's a stupid movie, but it was still fun to watch, I'll be honest with you. But the movie I really liked was Art of Racing in the Rain. Uh, and what this movie is, is about a race car driver. Well, actually, it's more about a dog, uh, a golden retriever. And I have a golden retriever, so I'm very partial to any movies with golden retrievers, much like Marley and Me was another one. And a dog's purpose, I don't think it had a golden, but... All these movies with dogs, I don't know, they get to my heart a little bit. But Art of Racing in the Rain um, is about a golden retriever. You're seeing the life of this race car driver, and it's played by Milo Ventimiglia, I think is how you say his name. And Amanda Seyfried is his girlfriend. But it's really through the dog's eyes, and the dog is narrated by Kevin Costner. And it's a touching movie, to be honest with you. So again, if you like movies about dogs and, and people, and especially golden retrievers, I highly recommend that movie. I never would have pegged you for a golden retriever movie sap. <laughs> but there you are. I am. There I wholeheartedly admit to it. Uh, I do. Tremendous. All right. Thank you, David. All right, guys. Talk to you. Hey, did you see Good Boys yet? See the one with the the, the sixth the sixth graders or the seventh graders or whatever the Seth Rogen movie? Not yet, movie? but I'll try. I'll try and see it this week and yeah. review it next oh, week. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I want to see sure. that. It's like super bad, but for even younger kids. So yeah, so so you you can use Ruben as a shield. <laughs> yeah, I'd use him as a human shield. No, right. I don't think they're. No, I think it's it's rated hardcore R. Like the actors who are in it were not even allowed to go see it. Apparently, <laughs> but they could say the words. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they didn't know exactly what they were saying. All right, I have a list for you. Okay, I have a list for you when we come back. Uh huh. And um, and I you might enjoy this. I don't know, but you can guess along with the crowd. Nice. All right. He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We're taking you up to Cubs pregame show. Zach Zabin at 12.45. This is Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to, and so John Lester doesn't have to anymore. Hurry, September. Hurry. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yes, 630 texter, you're right. I got Grody's schedules wrong an hour ago or so, because I'm just not hungry enough. That's true. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday Suckage. That's why we suck. We live to suck. That's one of the examples of it. Steve Rosenblum, Matt Spiegel. So, Matt Spiegel, I have stuff for you, baseball stuff. I know you are a baseball romantic. Uh, and this we, is true. We love these names. Okay. We're going to talk about some guys? Yeah, this was... This was I'm kind of going to give you the list and give you one name missing from it. This is sort of an odd turnaround, but you might know this. Okay. <clears throat> Andre Dawson, Henry Aaron, uh-huh. Willie Mays, Stan Musial, Joe DiMaggio, Jimmy Fox, hmm. Lou Gehrig, wow. Babe Ruth. It's a lot of outfielders. Hall of Famers, all of them. Hall, but- a lot, and, and all outfielders. For the most, like, no, not okay. Gehrig. That is your nearly complete list of players who have at least 343 home runs and at least 95 triples 
in the major leagues. Hmm. Dawson, Aaron, Mays, Musial, DiMaggio, Fox, Gehrig, and Ruth. That's crazy. 303, yeah. Somebody joined them in the last two weeks. So you got to have a lot of power, but enough speed to have hit triples. The whole Babe Ruth, you know, what your view of Babe Ruth having 95 triples and being on this list is really a shock. But you're right. That's the profile of the, the guy we're talking about. And we're mm. talking about one player who in the last two weeks joined that. Talk about an exclusive club. There's only nine people in it now. The other eight are Hall of Famers, and then there's you. One of these things is not like the other one. And, he's, and this guy is distinctly not like a, is not a Hall of Famer, that you, or not there's a guy no, you would think? No chance. I will tell you this. A wonderful person, terrific humanitarian, respected throughout the game, has been respected. and He's played in a lot of cities, respected in every city he's gone to and gone through. And he's got Chicago written on him in a lot of ways. Hmm. Been in a lot of places. I should know. This should be screaming out at me. Should be. And, it's, and yet, and yet, it's not. And he's active. He's out there. He's he's doing it. He's living life. He's he's hitting triples. He's hitting triples and hitting home runs. <sighs> um. No. No. I got. I got. I got nothing. Curtis Granderson. Really. I. That's what exactly what I said. Really? Yeah, he does have Chicago Curtis, written on him in a lot of ways, obviously. Yeah. Curtis Granderson. That complex UIC. over at UIC, that yes. baseball complex and is he's, amazing. He's, he's, a, he's such a mensch, and he's just such a, a, a respected professional. Played for a lot of teams, 343 home runs, and 95, 95 triples. That's a tremendous He joins list. those eight Hall of Famers. What a thing, huh? Th- that is amazing. There was a point in his career where he was not a power hitter by any stretch of the imagination. Wow. And then he, it, it happened, I believe, when he was with the Mets. And it was with the, the Yankees before the Mets. Kevin Long was the hitting coach. Oh, yeah. Who transformed him. You know what he had him do? Swing earlier. Swinger. And, <laughs> I'm serious. That way, would that be the name on the back of your jersey? It's, it's, Swing yes. early. Because it's always been true. And Boris and, <laughs> and Bernstein used to argue with me, and they were wrong. He used to laugh at you. I did, because Jose, right. Jose Batista swung earlier. And he had his contact point out in front of the plate. And he used launch angle. And he pulled everything. Swing and hit everything in the air. And that's Swing what Curtis Grant is doing. And that's what everybody does now. It's how Justin Turner transformed his career. It's how David Bodie briefly transformed his career. Um, but yeah, so Granderson started doing that. That's a, that's amazing. So that's a great list for Granderson to be on. Wow. So here's here's a here's quite the thing. Okay. I had not realized this uh, on Thursday night. Garrett Cole had 12 strikeouts, allowed two hits. The day before, Justin Verlander had 11 strikeouts yeah. and allowed only two hits. And both of Verlanders were home runs, by the way. The fourth, right. The fourth, they're the only fourth team in the live ball era, which means since 1920, to have their start, start, starter strike out at least 11 while allowing two or fewer hits in back-to-back games. Hmm. The other three occasions, you can, you can give it a shot if you want. I'll, I'll, I'll give you time to give it a shot. There are back-to-back 11K, two hit, 11 or more Ks, two hits or fewer. Um, by, by teammates, obviously. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and what's the time frame that you're giving me? Since 1920. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of options, <laughs> Since Steve. 1960. I gave you since 1960. How about Drysdale and Koufax? No, that was such a natural. I would, and I would have gone with Marshall and Perry. Um, how about Schilling and Randy Johnson? Nope. 
Okay. See, I mean, a lot of teams have had two really good kids. How about Mike Scott and Nolan Ryan? Bingo! Love it. Exactly. Love it. And that was the key to this note. The other names are Sam Jones and Jack Sanford of the Giants uh-huh. at 60. Ryan and Scott in 86. Yeah, they were Kevin outrageous. Brown and Chan Ho Park wow. in 2000. You know who was on that pitching staff with Mike Scott and Nolan wait, Ryan? Wait, let me back this up. Okay. Because this goes in order. Okay. Jim Deshays. Yes. Your Cubs color broadcaster. Oh, that's right. Then he threw a one-hitter the next night or something like nope. that. He struck out the first eight Dodgers he saw, and I believe he gave up two hits in his time in the game. Then Nolan Ryan threw a one-hitter, I believe, against the Dodgers. Yeah, mm-hmm. one-hitter. And Mike Scott threw a no-hitter to clinch the division for yes, the Astros. That's right. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. But that went, I think they went to Shays, Ryan, Scott in, I think it was Deshays' second year. Was that his second year? But I think that's the game where he struck out eight, the first eight Dodgers, Doyers that he saw. Uh huh. And then Ryan, I believe, threw a one hitter. That's amazing. And Scott, I know, threw the no hitter. Yeah, that's, whenever I talk to Deshays, I could just spend, I would love to just hear more and more stories about. All those those years with those pitchers. It's reminding me of uh, when Dizzy Dean and Paul Daffy Dean, um, yes. his brother Jerome Dizzy Dean and Paul Daffy Dean, and when they 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 pitched um, in a doubleheader. Okay, as a rookie, Paul won 19 games, including a no hitter against the Brooklyn Dodgers in the second game of doubleheader. Dizzy had pitched the first game through a three hitter, and Dizzy after said, "If I'd known Paul was going to pitch a no hitter, I'd have pitched one too." <laughs> Mickey Mantle, if I'd have known I would give this live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. He also said if I knew forty forty was a big deal, I'd have done it more often. Yeah, right, exactly. If I knew anybody gave a crap about that. <laughs> That's right, because nobody did anything like that back then. All right, you mentioned Verlander. Did you realize that Verlander going into the game the other night that you reference, he had allowed fifty five runs total on the year and thirty one home runs. It's the highest ratio. Home runs. It's the highest ratio in the history of baseball in terms of home runs per run scored. Because we're in an era now, just like Darvish the other night yes. at Wrigley. Right. You can have great stuff. You know, and almost strike, no walks. Strikeout stuff, almost no walks. But when you give up contact, it's gone because of the juicy, juicy ball and because of hitters' approaches and all of that. So going into the game, Verlander. I didn't know that. 31 homers. 55 runs allowed on the year. And then in that game, he faced 29 batters. He got 27 of them, 27 of them out, Great. allowed the other two to hit home runs, and he lost two to two one. Two to one. Yeah, that's – oh, my God. So he's now at 33 home runs and 57 runs allowed on the year. It's that's This is the product of the times in which we crazy. live. Crazy. Isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. That reminds me of the, the – did you ever play Stratomatic? As a kid, Stratomatic I never baseball. Did. I never did. I was into that. I was in leagues, and we'd play that. And you evaluate. And I knew home runs were bad, but I knew like Fergie Jenkins was. It was a 69, 70, 71. and Fergie had a home run on his card. It was you get three columns for a pitcher's card, three columns for a batter's card. Mm-hmm. Fergie had a home run on his card, and he was a valuable pitcher, just as you think. But I thought Paul Splitorf was more valuable because he didn't have a home run on his card. He did have a solid triple. Like, if you rolled that number, you got a triple. And guys would laugh at that. And I said, but it's not a home run. And that's the way 
I went and looked at all this. Keep the ball in the ballpark kind of thing. Wow, that's crazy. Th- think about this. Who the league leader in home runs allowed is Mike Leak at 34. Verlander has given up 33, as I mentioned. Verlander could lead the league in, we're probably not going to lead the league in ERA, but it'll probably lead the league in whip. 0.81 is, is his whip, walks plus hits per innings pitch. It's far and away next to Garrett Cole. It, 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 Justin Verlander is going to lead the league in whip, and he could also lead the league in home runs allowed. That's insane. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Your Western Conference champion, Chicago Wolves, will open the season on Saturday, October 5th. For group and season tickets, visit ChicagoWolves.com. Somebody said Dirk Bentley. Is that true? Is he due, has he played his concert? I knew he was due here. Has he already played his concert? You're trying to f- figure out who the... Uh, who the superstar was in that section yeah, back there? Yeah, does Dirk Bentley really require social uh, uh, secret service? Four. Four different bodyguards that I counted. One on each side and two in the back. Wow. Okay. Maybe. All right. I don't know. All right. The thing about that Verlander start. Yeah. First pitcher since 1900 to throw seven consecutive games of 10-plus strikeouts and two or fewer walks. Wow. That's the – he's the third pitcher in the live ball era to throw a complete game with 10 Ks, 10-plus 10, 10 Ks, no walks, and two or fewer hits and suffer the loss. So to, to be able to accomplish what we were talking about, right, yeah. whether they're home runs or not, and you'll love this. He joined the Rays, James Shields, and the Dodgers, Rich Hill. Those are the other guys to do that. Ten, ten or more K, two or fewer hits. God, I forget that Shields ever had a stretch the, like that. He was good. He was big game James. Mm-hmm. Just not here. He was game over James. He here. was Fernando Tatis James. He was. See, that was, that's what worried me, and I saw that yesterday about with Dylan Cease. I really worried that that was the the uh, Javier Vasquez kind of thing. That that one bad that, inning. Yes, yes, and and sit, the fact that it's his first two months of a and the way he rebounded from it, he gained control and 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 all of a sudden found what pitches McCann found what pitches were working, and then he looked like that that guy you dream of, and settled down. That one bad inning kind of thing. I always have in a Sox uniform. Always reminds me of Javier Vasquez. Unbelievable stuff. And then it just where does it go? What happens? And two months into his career, there's there's enough time to write that ship. Well, Vasquez Vasquez was always believed to be that guy who was oh every pitching coach drooled over that. Don't you think? I think Lucas Giolito's transformation has granted young pitchers. With good stuff and good arms, uh, the the patience of the fans for at least a couple of years, and, 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 it, should. and it should, and it, it should, it absolutely should. I don't, I whatever the what you make of the 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 ruckus of the the outburst from between the GM and the manager and and it, t- testing. I'm not against testing this. I'm all for that kind of honesty. You mm. want to fire that out, and I'm. Go ahead, Ricky Renteria. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed hearing him speak his mind. And look, like here, here's what we don't know. I genuinely don't know what kind of conversations have gone on between Ricky Renteria and Tim Anderson about hitting seventh, about hitting higher in the order, mm-hmm. about comfort level. And I do know that Anderson said, I feel ready to hit second all the time now. So it maybe privately he said, no, you know what? It's, it's a little too much. Let me just hang out down here. And if, that, if those conversations happen, then that changes what, what guys like us know and, and, frankly, what guys like us you know, should say with impunity. Schuster and I had that conversation, and I said, well, if the manager is throwing his player under the bus saying he doesn't feel comfortable hitting second, mm-hmm. why wasn't that news followed up? Why, why is that? 
why did that get dismissed? Because the player's saying that, and the manager's saying that about his player. It seems like there's a kind of a break in protocol or what you would expect in, in a manager protecting a player. But I guess it really didn't matter to the manager or the player or anybody else. And if the player now feels comfortable doing that, and boy, he made a throw from deep in the hole yesterday mm. without really ever having a chance to plant. It was just all upper body. Unbelievable. So They could be a lot of fun. Big article on MLB.com today about uh, teams that are out of it and which ones will contend next year and the White Sox at the very top of that list. All right. Show it to Rick Hahn and Ricky Renteria. For now, we want to thank people on Saturday Suckage. Mark Rohde showed up at the time he was supposed to. I just didn't know it. David <laughs> Schuster showed up. Sucked as always. Zach Withers produced this epic. Matt Spiegel, thank you for sticking around. Always fun. Always a pleasure. A list for you. The National at the Cubs will be coming up next. Zach Zabin with a pregame show on Sports Radio 670, The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.